A key component of our modern workplace is the meeting. For some employees, it's the lifeline for their connection with the work that needs to be done and the coworkers on their team. For others, it becomes the number one obstacle for them actually producing work. The biggest impact we can have as leaders is how we lead those meetings. Today, we're talking about leading great meetings. Welcome to Communication on Point. I'm your host, Dean Hefta. This program is designed to bring insights and ideas to help us increase our impact and grow our leadership. Let's get started. Ah, meetings. You love them, you hate them, they're hard to get away from. Whether you're a freelancer or you're working in a multi-thousand employee organization, meetings to some level are a nature of our life. It's the place where we gather to share information, to make decisions, to keep people informed. But too often, it can feel like we live to serve the meeting rather than the meeting serving us. And if we find ourselves in a position where we're the ones that are leading, hosting, or organizing those meetings, we have a tremendous opportunity and responsibility to make the most of that time that we put in to our time together. So today, I want to dive into some of the challenges we face, but more importantly, some of the things that we can do to make a positive impact in that meeting time. Now, meetings are important and they are worth our time and our attention because of one simple math fact, you could say. Let's say on average, we are eight of us that are meeting We're getting together and we're dedicating our time to this conversation. And let's say we do that on a weekly basis. Now, it seems that the standard length of a meeting is, thanks to our calendar, an hour long, 60-minute meetings. Whether that should be that long or not, let's just say that it is. And then let's also say that half of the meeting is not used efficiently. Somebody shows up late, somebody doesn't have the material, they're not prepared, We go off on a a distracting conversation that doesn't really fit into the reason we're here. So let's say that out of those 60 minutes, half of that is wasted. Well, when you think about that, that is, if, if 30 minutes of that meeting is wasted and there's eight people in the meeting, that is four work hours gone that we'll never get again because of eight people spending a half hour. Okay, so four work hours from a multinational company, that's maybe not a big deal. But let's begin thinking about this. Let's scale this up. Let's scale this out. You look at four hours, let's say that's a weekly meeting, and they meet on average 50 times a year. That's 200 hours. If it's a reasonably sized company, and there's five meetings just like that each week, right, which... There's probably many more, but let's just say five meetings per week. That's a thousand hours. Now, let's say for the company, what's the value of our workers' time? Let's let's just use a number of a hundred dollars. If it's worth a hundred dollars of let's say productivity to the bottom line of our company, that is a hundred thousand dollars. For a small company that's only having five of those meetings a week. $100,000. Well, I think that gets our attention when we think about how can we increase the 
effectiveness and the productivity of our entire organization, one of the things we can do is improve how we meet. So before we get into some things to consider about the meeting structure and approach, I want to think about the mindset of the leader. So before we get into the structure of the meeting that can be helpful for us to think about, I want to first focus on the leader. And I want to talk about four M's for the leader. The first M is meaning. As a leader, I need to be thinking about the people that I'm inviting into this meeting are dedicating a portion of their day, a portion of their life to being a part of this. How will this conversation, this discussion, this time together make a positive impact for them? So I have a responsibility if I'm organizing and leading the meeting to make sure that there is meaning. We are connecting it to the objectives of our company. We are connecting it to moving us into the future and and forward. Because one of the complaints that I hear from people is, yeah, we get together each week and it's just status updates. It's not changing anything. It's not moving the needle. It's not really making an impact. In fact, that information that we end up going around and sharing with each other, it could just be an email. It's just status. And so I quite honestly kind of check out. I'm not really present in the meeting. So that's telling me that the meaning is lacking, that it's not moving us forward and into the future. As a leader, I need to think about how do I approach this in a way that's going to be meaningful for the people in the room. The second one is mindset. My mindset as the leader. Remembering as I'm preparing for this, and it takes some time, even a few minutes, what you don't want to find yourself in is looking at your calendar and saying, oh, I got to run to a meeting that I'm in charge of, right? And you come in two minutes late and you're out of breath and here we are, let's start the meeting. When I haven't even given it thought of what's the outcome I want? How do I make this meeting impactful and helpful to everybody there? What do I need to remember about myself? What's the key information that I need to have prepared? So what's my mindset around the meeting? If my mindset is, well, you know, the team wanted to have a weekly meeting, so here we are. Remember, the point isn't the meeting. The point is what the meeting is supposed to do. And that's what our mindset has to be focused on as the leader. The third one is mood. As the leader, I set the tone and the mood of the environment of the meeting. And so I have to be conscious maybe that if my tendency is to get overly serious or overly critical, I need to be aware of that because that's going to have an effect on the engagement and the entire mood. I was talking to a coaching client here not long ago, and they are at a new organization, and one of the things that they commented on was, you know, the atmosphere of our meetings is really lighthearted, and it's really engaging. It's, it's refreshing to be a part of, and that speaks to the leadership of what they convey when we gather and how that positively affects the people that are part of other meetings. See, we are looking around us to figure out How do we do things here? And so things as simple as how do we run meetings here is a part of our culture. The fourth one then is, as the leader, in my mind, what is the momentum I want to make sure to maintain? So we're setting the pace as a leader of the meeting. And too often we can allow a slowdown of the pace and we get stuck in a quagmire. We can't get decisions made. We 
We just go round and round and round and round and we feel stuck. As a leader, I need to make sure to ensure momentum. That could also mean that I need to reel people back in if they have a tendency to go off on rabbit trails. So I need to be clear on the meaning and creating meaning for the people there. I need to have my mindset about what it takes to make it great. I need to consider and observe the mood, the atmosphere of our meetings, and focus on the momentum that's just right for what we're working to accomplish. So that's the four M's. Now when we look at how we structure the meeting, I think of it as four parts. And having that structure allows us to be able to focus in on these different areas. The first one is the preparation. That's the work that we do before we even show up. It's the information that's being sent out. It's the clarity of why are we meeting, who's going to be there, uh, what needs to be reviewed or brought or analyzed before we show up at the meeting. So the better we can do in our pre-work, the more efficient our time together is going to be in the meeting. It could be a survey. You know, there's different ways where we want to be able to engage with the participants ahead of showing up to that meeting. That's going to be different if it's a one-off meeting where we're calling people together for a purpose like making a decision or there's a change that people need to be informed around. Those are different than the standing meetings. Both of those types of meetings are going to need preparation, but that preparation will be unique depending on the type of meeting. If we have a standing meeting each week, that might be a different type of preparation that's expected from the participants. Okay, number two is how we open the meeting. It's a small moment in time, but it is a critical moment. See, we remember things, it's called primacy and recency. We remember most how things begin and how they end. And so if I am opening the meeting, I have a moment of people's attention. It is at the peak of their attention where I can convey a message, I can engage with a key question, I can establish the expectations all of those things, I have a window there. Maybe it's one minute long that I can use to my advantage and I need to be prepared for how do I want to open it. Then we have a process or what we'll say is the phases of the meeting. Maybe we are working toward a decision. That means I need to be prepared as a leader to say, what's the phases we need to take the group through in order to get to a place where we can then make a decision. And so having that charted out and recognizing that there are stages that we have to pass through before we can ultimately come to a decision is going to be important to us because we're focused on the process of the meeting. That could be, if it is a status update portion of it, okay, what are the key things that we're going to do updates on and what are we going to connect to the updates to add to their value rather than just reading a number let's add to that what we're expecting what we're changing what the things were that were driving that number we want some more context and so we need to be able to lay out what are the phases that we're going to pass through within this meeting and then finally it's the end how do we end too often meetings just run out of time and we close our books and leave and it's over if we're going to end well, be prepared with that. Clarify what was what was it that we covered? What were the decisions that have been made? 
Who owns these decisions? Does everything that we've determined have somebody attached to it? And is there clarity now about our expectations for what's next? And then ultimately, while the meeting ends, the ending is tied to the resolution of those decisions or of those projects. So it continues on after that. So it might be that somebody says, I will be getting the group an update on this by the end of tomorrow. Okay, until that update is completed, it's not resolved. The meeting hasn't really ended. So keep in mind, how do we make sure that we don't have loose ends and that if we've come with five things to make decisions about, we're able to address them effectively rather than leaving with now six things uh, because we just haven't been able to make a decision. So as a meeting leader, consider how you can improve the experience for the people in your meetings and maybe first and foremost make sure that it even needs to be a meeting maybe it needs to be an email or it can be a five-minute zoom call you could say it like this when it comes to meetings have as many as you need but as few as possible i hope that there's some insights that you've been able to take away from today that you can put to work in your next meeting that you're leading and work on improving, work on growing the effectiveness when you and your team and the people around you gather, whether it's to decide, to inform, or create what's next. Thank you for joining me today on this edition of Communication on Point. Again, I'm your host, Dean Hefta. If you ever have 